What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. And I would like to begin today's show with a big old salute to entrepreneurs. Do you have any idea how amazing you are? And do you have any idea what you do for this country? Well, I say this country, meaning the U.S., but I know we have listeners all over the world, and uh, I know that it is the same no matter what corner of the world you're in. But I have some U.S. statistics here, Bureau of Labor statistics, actually, that that are just mind-boggling, and yet there's the downside. And we're going to talk about part of that downside today and what you can do to it to, to change it as an entrepreneur because small business is the life and soul of our economy and our country. And it's important that as many small businesses as possible thrive and survive. And we want to be able to break the habits and break the thought patterns that are causing the small business sector to deteriorate. We can't have that happen. Our entire economy will collapse. You guys are so important. So listen to this. The Bureau of Labor, it it compiles data that tracks employment levels for companies with fewer than 500 employees. That's what small business is defined as. And those with 500 employees and more. Now, the SBA analyzed those numbers a couple of years ago. Uh, this was done in, I think, 2011 and found that from 1993 to the middle of 2009, small businesses created about 65% of the new private sector jobs in the U.S., 65%. That's amazing. In the first quarter of 2011, and which is when the latest period, which is the latest period this data is available for, um, there were 300,000 new jobs and 85% of these new jobs were created by small businesses. So look at that, that hop from 2009 to 2011. That's just incredible. But there's a flip side. Okay, there always is, right? Most jobs lost also come from small businesses because most firms start really small, they stay really small, and they close just three years after opening. So I think as a small business coach, I know that that can be changed. And of course, I'm going to say it can be changed through the power of coaching and mentorship and because that's how I see it change. You know, the clients who come to me, I, I, you know, it's almost every client I have comes to me and they're, they're, uh, they're driving revenue but not driving profits. And 
we don't, when we enter into businesses, so many entrepreneurs enter in from the aspect of, of knowing their skill, knowing their trade, but they don't know how to be an entrepreneur. And we're going to speak about an aspect of that today that I think is really, really important. And this goes for entrepreneurs who have a dozen employees, one employee, 499 employees, or a part-time virtual assistant. It goes for all of you. So even you solopreneurs out there, I hope you have at least a virtual assistant, somebody helping you get by. And so you should find this pretty interesting too. The title of today's show is Five Ways to Make Your Employees Hate You. Okay? You may think you're an incredible boss, but the truth is that the qualities that make you a fantastic entrepreneur can also make you an an awful boss. And this is part of the problem that we see, that entrepreneurs don't know how to communicate to their employees. And they don't know how to, to lead the employees in order to get the best out of their employees, to get their best work, their best skill set just thriving and growing, and to help their employees feel passionate about the company. They just don't know how because they're entrepreneurs, and they expect the same level of performance from their employees that they put into their company. And while you can drive peak performance, getting a like-kind performance is impossible. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. But just know that some of those qualities that make you a great entrepreneur can make you a really difficult boss to tolerate. And driving employees away is a problem because your employees are your number one asset. Okay? Now, those employees may admire your mission and maybe they're impressed by all the drive that you have and maybe they say that, but don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. You have to remember that this is your vision, your mission, your company, your passion, not theirs. I'm not saying employees cannot have passion. You definitely want your employees, but it doesn't have the same drivers. Okay, it's not the same kind of passion. There isn't the same kind of stuff behind it. Expecting them to have that same level of commitment and passion, just it's just not realistic. Now, unlike you, your employees want to leave their work. Okay, they want to leave it behind. They want to sleep through the night without being interrupted by by nightmares about their jobs or by phone calls and texts from you. They want to enjoy their lives outside of work. This is why their employees not entrepreneurs. This is one of the reasons that they remain in that employee role. Now, just because you want to have, just because they want to have a life outside of work doesn't make them any less valuable to you. You know, a lot of entrepreneurs roll their eyes at this and think, well, you know, I'm paying them really well, or they came in really passionate, really driven. And, and what's happened? Well, what's happened is you. I'm, I'm, I'm putting it out there in a, in a tough way, but you have to hear this. It's you, okay? Sometimes it's the employee, but eh, most often it's the entrepreneur. Now, it might be difficult to accept that the qualities that make you an outstanding entrepreneur are most likely the same characteristics that drive your employees crazy and may even jeopardize the longevity of a great employee or team. 
but you have some annoying habits, probably, because most entrepreneurs do from their, from their employees' perspective, okay? Now, I want you to be honest as you're listening to this list of, of habits that, that kind of drive you in your business and select the ones that resonate with you. And I've got some tips for you on how to change these. Of course, if, if more than two at the most of these really say, uh, uh-oh, yeah, I do that, I want you to give me a call, okay? We need to talk because you need some help. And I'm not saying that you're a horrible entrepreneur or certainly not a horrible person. I am just help you to understand and resonate with your employees and it's important that you do that in order to grow a thriving business you have to be on the same team okay but you have to lead so here we are here are the annoying little habits that you might have and this first one you know I kind of used an analogy here you shift gears at the speed of a race car boy man you just you just give your employees an assignment, you put them on something, you tell them to go with it and run with it, and then, at, you know, 20 minutes or an hour after your 8 a.m. meeting, you're in there saying, you know what, what are you doing? You're busy? Uh, stop that for a minute because I have something I want you to do. Does that sound familiar? Let's face it. You're an idea machine. You're an entrepreneur. You have ideas. And you've probably done a pretty good job of hiring people to implement your ideas, but you got to let them stay on course. If you don't let an employee work on something to completion in an uninterrupted atmosphere, they're going to get really frustrated and not a whole lot will get done. And here's the thing. And I, I, I have a friend, actually, who is experiencing this right now. She's gotten to a point that when her boss comes to her and says, uh, oh my goodness, this is so important. You need to get this done. I, I want this release done in, in you know, the next six hours. You have to get it done. She just kind of rolls her eyes and, and keeps doing what she's doing. Now, that may sound horrible, but actually it's very, very beneficial to the company because she knows that in an hour or two, her boss is going to come back to her and say, you didn't do that yet, did you? Good. Oh, oh, good. Put the brakes on that. Hold on that. I've changed my mind. Now, in the beginning, for the first probably year of her employment, she she didn't take matters into her own hands this way. Instead, she did what her boss told her to do. And, oh my gosh, he was wasting so much money. And frustration was just coming out of the pores, okay? Because she couldn't get anything done. And one of her core values is completion. So imagine how frustrated she was. And yeah, there were there were days when she was ready to walk because she wasn't getting anything through to completion, but now she is. So when you get into the habit of disrupting the flow with a new thought, especially one that doesn't pan out, your employees are just going to roll their eyes every time they see you coming. So when a new idea pops up, take the time to evaluate it. Create an implementation plan before introducing it to your team and you'll be amazed at how much less you'll be spending on payroll because you really will. 
right? Because they're going to be getting more done. And how your employee retention stats change and how your employees perform. They're going to be so much happier. And don't interrupt them with things like, do you know where the paper clips are? Don't do it. You know, figure out what you need throughout the week and, and get it all straight. Take some of this into your own hands and leave those poor employees alone to do what you hired them to do. Now, it's also important that each of your employees is, and you've heard me say it before, on the right bus, in the right seat, heading in the right direction. And what I mean by this is you need to play to their strengths, okay? Put your employees in positions where their strengths are really, really shining through, where they can do what they love and what they're good at. Don't interrupt them. Gather your ideas and really give yourself kind of a, a, an adjustment period with an idea. Don't jump on it right away and get your employees involved. Critical, critical, critical. So if you shift gears at the speed of a race car, slow down and stay tuned because I've got a lot more great tips for you coming up after this break. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. Hey kids, do you think you're creative? Do you want to be? Don't have enough time for your arts, crafts, and hobbies? Or do you just need a kick in the pants? Hi, I'm Mark Lipinski, the host of Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski right here on TogiNet Radio. Come on and join me every Wednesday afternoon for some creative inspiration and two of the fastest fun-filled hours of your week. Hey, need ideas? How about a little motivation and a lot of inspiration? Join the fun on Creative Mojo with me, Mark Lipinski. I'm here live every Wednesday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific, right here on toginet.com. Now what are you waiting for? Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. 
And we're here this week to celebrate you, you entrepreneur, you, because you have some amazing qualities and characteristics and skills and and some amazing passion. And we want to bring that out in you in a way that just shines, okay? Because sometimes what happens is those very same qualities turn into really haunting habits that will chase people away, especially your employees. And that's what we're here to address today. So the first thing we talked about is shifting gears at the speed of a race car. Uh Uh-uh, no way, don't do it, okay? Let your employees follow through. Let them finish their tasks. Bring them on board. Keep that passion going. And when you have a new idea and you have a passion for it, let it show, but not when they're in the middle of doing something that is really important and that they're feeling good about. Okay, so so timing. Timing is everything. The next one I want to talk about is this one. Is this you? Could this be you? Do you email, text, and call your employees after hours? Huh? Think about it. Come on. Be honest. Do you do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. I know you do. Well, as I said in the open of this show, your employees are employees because they want to have a life, okay? This is your business. It is not theirs. Sure, you pay them. Sure, you expect certain things from them. But darn it, if you pick up your phone to text them at 1 a.m. one more time, I'm just going to have to jump through this mic and have a talk with you, okay? Stop it. Your employees are enjoying time with friends and family, or they're sleeping soundly, and the last thing they need is a guilt trip, right? Okay? They don't need the guilt trip of knowing that you're up at 2 a.m. emailing them and and texting them with your brilliant ideas, okay? So stop it. Stop it. Just store those ideas somehow, okay? When your employees leave the workplace, they're off the clock. You have to respect that, even if... Here's a, here's a little secret I'm going to let you in on. Even if they sound thrilled to hear from you after dinner or during dinner or while they're brushing their teeth at the crack of dawn, believe me, they are not thrilled to hear from you. Yes, they are rolling their eyes at you. Okay, so hold on to your thoughts. I know there's a lot on your mind and it feels really good to share and it feels really good to Unload those thoughts because, let's face it, our brains can only store so much before the stress gets overwhelming. So you want to find a different way to unload your thoughts, okay? For for me, it's into my smartphone. So like I'll be driving or, oh, I'm not supposed to say that out loud. They're going to come and arrest me. Okay, I take a voice, voice notes while I'm driving. Uh, do I do it hand-free? Hands-free, sort of. Okay, so while you're driving or whatever else, okay, you want to just take a voice note in your smartphone or go ahead and write that email and and store it in your drafts folder or something along that line, okay? Make a list, Um you know, don't don't be doing this after hours. And you'll find that your employees, well, they're going to sleep better. They're going to have a better attitude toward you, okay? And they're going to perform better. And you know what else? When you have these thoughts at 1 and 2 in the morning or even at 7 and 8 o'clock at night, they may sound good then and you may get excited excited about them, but if you have a little cooling off period, 
you're going to do a much, much better job of sorting through the ideas that are good ones and the ideas that just sound like good ones. Okay, so separate the good from great. Give yourself some space in time to do that and you're going to have a much happier team and you are going to be happy too. Okay, so we've got uh, you shift gears at the speed of a race car and you email, text, and call your employees after hours. Two big no-nos. Here's the third no-no. And, and okay, you are an entrepreneur, so you do this. Or at least you did at some point in your career. I promise you, you do. So listen up. You don't let go. You're a control freak. Yes, you are because you're an entrepreneur and that's something they are, okay? At least in small business. By the time a business kind of graduates, at least, let me say, at least in the micro business stage, by the time a business graduates to, oh, I'd say even just 15, 20 employers or more, employees rather, um, they tend, the, the entrepreneur tends to begin to learn, you know, at least they, maybe they have learned to take a back seat a little bit in terms of the day-to-day operations. But if you've got fewer employees than that, odds are you're still in the control freak mode. Okay. Listen up. Your employees are good at what they do. Frankly, and listen up again, because this is important. If your employees aren't good at what they do, you are either blocking them or you need to spend more time learning how to hire people because you suck at it, okay? You're not hiring the right people or you're not giving them the space to do their jobs, okay? So why is it that if you've got the right people in place, you put somebody on a project and you micromanage them Every step of the way, listen to this, three big words, trust your employees. Trust your employees. You've got to let go. You've got to trust them. Now, they may not do the job the same way you do, but guess what? There's a possibility that their way is as good or, uh uh-oh, better. Yeah, they can do it better than you in some cases because they're experts. You are an expert at a lot of things, right? Your employees, if you're hiring right, are experts in a few things. So they know, eventually at least, if you're providing the right training and opportunities, growth opportunities and tools, they know more than you do about certain aspects of driving your business. That's how it's supposed to work. Now, yeah, they're going to make mistakes, but a good leader coaches their employees to excellence. They provide resources and growth opportunities for those employees, and and they encourage them to do things outside of work that are going to provide opportunity for personal growth and as well as professional growth. So if if you do have employees who never get it right, no matter how many resources you pour into them, it's time to say goodbye. It's time it's time to say, "Okay, I made a hiring mistake and it's time to correct it." Or something in that employee's life changed because that happens too. You know, employees step into a job. In fact, I just worked with someone last week who took a job and um, more than doubled her income. And three weeks into the job, she realized, oh, my gosh, they didn't tell me everything I'd be doing. I hate it. 
This isn't me on the right bus in the right seat going the right direction. I hate it. What do I do? Yikes. Okay. So things do change. Of course, that was, again, that was the employer's fault. Had that employer, and it was a larger corporation, it was not a small business, had that HR person and that boss, that hiring manager, taken the time to understand what kind of personality type is needed to do the job they were hiring for they would ha- and and understand what kind of personality type this gal was they would never have put her in that job they wouldn't have even considered her for that job instead they were just really eager to fill the job and they took a great employee from another department and offered them the position well she wasn't going to be a great employee in this position so Again, a lot of this boils down to who and how are you hiring? Uh, how much do you know about what you really need? Because it's not just skill set that you should be looking at in hiring. In fact, I always say, and some people push back at this, a lot of people push back at this, is that skill set can often be trained. But personality, type, learning styles, communication patterns, Uh, Well, communication patterns can be taught, but they're tough to change. So you need to really learn a lot about these kinds of things before you go out hiring so you're not hiring wrong. Okay. And so far, we have you shift gears at the speed of a race car. You email, text, and call your employees after hours, and you don't let go. I can teach you how to let go and to be eventually... Not immediately, but eventually very, very comfortable in that uh, position of letting go and and to actually look forward to to letting go of the next thing. I can teach you that. So reach out to me through my website at MarlaTabaka.com. Now, this we've got more to come after this break, but I want to tell you the things that I'm covering are, covering, are covered in... Um, small paragraph style in my article this week over at Inc.com, which is, again, doing very well. People are enjoying this conversation in social media. So head on over there to Inc.com and uh, look me up. Just uh, search for Marla Tabaka or go right to Inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen Tabaka and look for the article that is entitled five ways to make your employees hate you. Yeah, I know that's bold, but what can I say? I like bold. Yeah, your employees aren't going to like you if you do these things. So you have to learn to let go. You have to learn to slow down your idea machine, the output of it a little bit before you introduce it to your employees and Uh, You need to stop harassing your employees with those phone calls after hours or whatever it is that you do. So when we come back, we're going to talk about a little bit about communications because the next thing that you may do that is going to really, really upset your employees and more than upset, it's, it's going to diminish their performance really, really, really diminish their performance. If you do this thing that we're going to talk about after this break, you are going to find that your employees are not performing in the way that you thought that they could and in the way that they really can because they can. You hired them to do certain things. And uh, 
you'll be surprised at how easily you can turn that around a little bit. So when we come back, we're going to talk about that. Again, I'd love to hear from you at Marla at MarlaTabaka.com. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Do holidays and celebrations get you down and leave you feeling frazzled? Then join Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, 11 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Sandy will help you discover the secrets to having the celebrations you've always dreamed of while adding fun and meaning to your life. From Valentine's Day to Christmas to special family events, Sandy Fowler will show you how to put the fun and meaning back into those special days by taking a look at what we can do to turn the upcoming holidays into cherished memories and show us how to allow it to intertwine with everyday life. For more on the show, Sandy, and to receive Sandy's Holiday Happiness Booklet, go to HeartfilledHolidays.com. Then get set to discover the secrets to creating happy holidays and happy everydays by joining Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time on Toginet.com. Join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu, Wednesday nights at 10, 9 Central on Toginet.com. Helen Wu was born and raised in San Francisco's Chinatown. And after a very difficult upbringing, fighting depression, abuse, and addictions, she finally finds herself genuinely happy inside and out. Helen believes in taking our positive thinking and doing something positive to achieve a positive outcome. She's here to make a positive difference in your life, to be your game changer, your aha moment mentor. She's ready to help both men and women get into a better place. Helen Wu is also the author of Self-Aid Success Stories, 25 Success Stories from Successful Entrepreneurs. Inspired by Ellen DeGeneres, Helen wants the world to know that just because we find ourselves in a difficult situation doesn't mean we have to stay there. We can aid ourselves to a better life. So join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu, Wednesday nights at 10, 9 Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marlon Tabaka. And so here we are talking about how you can be an exemplary boss and some of the little annoying habits. Well, okay, back up. They're not little. They're really huge. They're really huge habits that you may have that are holding your company back because this is not, this is not about providing a cushy, sweet little environment for your employees. Okay. It's not about being soft on your employees. It is about creating a culture that works, okay? And this is going to go far beyond your your employee satisfaction ratings, okay? It's going to save you tons of money, tons of aggravation, and bring you higher profits and much, much higher levels of client and customer satisfaction. Uh, 
And I won't go into all the ways why, but make sure you open your mind to the big picture of these things that we're talking about. It's not just about creating happy employees. It's about so, so, so much more. And a lot of these qualities that we're talking about, these interruption patterns, this over-eagerness and and passion that um, isn't uh, reined in and I don't, I don't want to say you need to rein in your passion, but you need to maybe rein in the, what you're doing with your passion to make it more productive, okay, and to choose your steps wisely. These are all really, really big picture items that are going to have a significant revenue impact, all right, so please don't diminish the importance of what I'm telling you here because it goes far beyond what I can go into in an hour-long radio show, and uh, it, it's, it's big. So, all right, the last thing we talked about before breaks, break was, you know, that control part of you, that controlling part of you, that part of you that says, I can do it so much better and so much faster, so I just do it myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you all do it. Face it. Let's let's get that one fixed, right? Okay, the next one, listen up to this one. You don't talk so they listen and listen so they'll talk. Let me say that again. You don't talk so they'll listen and listen so they talk. A great leader knows that communication is the key to success. The problem is that a lot of entrepreneurs believe that communication is all about talking. I'm going to tell you what to do. I'm going to tell you my idea. I'm going to tell you how to do it. I'm going to tell you when I'm not happy. I might tell you when I'm really happy, but I'm just going to tell, 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 tell. Wrong. Active listening is a critical component to great communication. Active listening is a must. Slow down. You're going to learn some things from your employees and your customers and, and your kids. You're going to learn when you slow down and really listen and be present and in the moment. A lot of entrepreneurs, especially moms, I think, go on guilt trips because when they're with their children, they're not present. They're thinking about work. They're thinking about what they can do next. They're thinking about their problems. If you have kids, if you're blessed to have small children, Start there. Start there by disciplining yourself to be very, very present when you're among your, your, your family members. And carry that over into how you communicate with your employees. Give your employees uninterrupted opportunities to express their progress, their ideas, their concerns. Give them uninterrupted time to talk. Now, One of the things that I often encourage entrepreneurs to teach their employees is that when you do come to me with a problem, you also come to me with at least one solution or maybe two or three scenarios that can improve or or take away that problem altogether. Uh, So you can, it's okay to create rules around this. In fact, it's encouraged to, but listen to your employees. They have great ideas. They have great feedback. Now, you may have people, if you've created this culture, and if you do, this is your fault. Please take it on. It's not the employee's fault. If you have a gossipy environment, take a look in the mirror. Don't talk to other employees about your other employees. Don't 
express dissatisfaction with one employee to another. Don't confide in your employees. They are not your friends. Sorry to say, even if it started that way and you hired your friends, you need to learn when to put the boss hat on. And you need to learn that they cannot be your friend, at least at work. And away from work, stay away from work topics that include expressing dissatisfaction with another employee. Okay, so make that division there. Listen to them. Give them time to express. Ask them questions that let them know that you're listening. And when it's your turn to talk, make sure to speak in a language that they understand. Okay, there are lots of great books out there uh, that will help you to do this. My favorite one is actually Platinum Rule, The Platinum Rule by Dr. Tony Alessandra with S.S. Alessandra. It is going to help you learn so much about your employees' communications styles. Now, it's very possible that you are what they call a director style. A lot of entrepreneurs are this director style, a lot of successful entrepreneurs, where you just want the facts. You just want to get down to business, get it done, right? You don't want somebody to come in with a long-winded story just to get to a point, it's very possible that that's your personality type. If it is, you need to realize that you've hired people of other personality types. If, if you're smart anyway, if you're a good hiring manager, you have to perform tasks that require different learning and personality types. Okay. For instance, your marketing person should be a creative. Okay. Creatives don't always get to the point real fast. They like to talk around the point. They like to talk about their feelings in the discussion. They may be more likely to bring some problems into this discussion and talk about how they frustrate them. So that is probably going to frustrate you. But if you want to empower your employees, you need to get used to it and not try to change it because that's their personality type and you hired them for that to do the job and it is what is enabling them to do the job really, really, really well. Now, let's not get confused with how much you want to allow an employee to whine and cry. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that people are going to come in and talk to you in different ways. Some people you're going to have to draw the information out of. Some people you're going to have to listen to a little bit of a, a flowery description before you get to the point. Some are going to ask how your family is and they want to be asked how their family is. And some of them are going to be more like you and just get to the point. All right. So understand their personality types. You can ask your employees to take assessments, which will help you to learn more about who they are and what makes them tick. And I think that is a really, really, really important thing to do because it's going to help you understand where they're coming from and you will feel much less frustrated by them. So listen, listen well and ask questions and when you communicate to them, learn how to do it. Some people are going to need a lot of details. Some people are going to need um, a lot of instruction. And some are stifled by instruction and detail because they want to be free to figure it out their way and to bring their creativity into it. 
Okay. Learn what each employee's communication style is and, and, and use it. Use it in your conversations with them. So these things are really important. And again, it's more than I can go into in an hour long show. So try and pick up that book and Platinum Rule. And uh, another great one, I think, is Strengths Finder 2.0. I don't know if there's another edition of that, uh, but I have Strengths Finder 2.0. Learn what your employees are good at and make sure to put them where they thrive because nobody likes to fail. And if you take someone who's very creative and touchy-feely and you put them in a position where they're working with spreadsheets all day, that person is going to be very frustrated and more than likely fail or at least not thrive in that position. And that's not what you want to do because it's not good for you. It's not good for the employee. It's not good for your business. It's certainly not good for revenue. So make sure you find out what their strengths are and play to those strengths. Don't be stubborn about saying, I hired you for this job. If you made a mistake and you hired somebody into the wrong position, one that doesn't suit them, then, you know, see if, if there's another position that, or at least some, you know, in a small business, you can't necessarily just create a position for them, but see if there are at least some tasks you can give to them to pour over into their job description that are going to take some things off of your plate and bring them some joy and happiness. So if an employee, again, if a creative is working on spreadsheets, if you're lucky enough to have found a creative that has enough left brain to do okay on spreadsheets, but they're unhappy, well, that's, you know, okay, you can't take that spreadsheet job away because it's, it's, it's critical, but you can give them things that they enjoy doing and they're really good at. Let them have a crack at marketing. Let them have a crack at your social media. Let them have a crack at brainstorming with you um, for new ideas, for new products or something along that line, or maybe, maybe even sales, depending again on their personality type. You might you might give them an opportunity to uh, to come on board and do a little sales for you as well. So we have one more tip in this last break, and then I have just a few other qualities I want to go over real quick if we have time before the show ends. And uh, and again, this tip we've we've talked about a little bit amongst the other four, but again. It's, it's important, especially for the businesses that, that are successfully scaling. So we're talking about all ranges of business here today from your solopreneurs who have a part-time assistant on up to those of you who have some, you know, serious employee numbers. And this will help you not only with your employees, but these tips should also really, really help you with your clientele, your customers and your clients. So look at, them look at them that way and again you'll see some of this over at ink.com slash author slash marla hyphen tobacco Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. 
Are you ready to start rocking that woohoo that only you do? Because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woohoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed best-selling author. She is a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of Woohoo Inc. and the Woohoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your boohoo and turn it into woohoo. Get rebellious and get real. Get your dreams off the back burner. Get inspired and motivated to take action. Start rocking that woohoo that only you do in love, life, and business. She is going to be here for you every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's paying it forward with tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And so here we are with the last trait today in this podcast. And thanks for being here. This is this is fun, even though I'm virtually talking to myself. <laughs> it's always fun to know that you're out there listening and to receive your comments and your ideas. I love when you share. So please do that. You know, send me your ideas, your show ideas, or, you know, your stories or your your follow-up thoughts about the show. I love that. And you can do that at Marla at MarlaTabaka.com. Okay, here we are, the final one. You don't give your employees the resources to succeed. You tie their hands behind their backs with limited resources. And I know, I know what you're saying. Well, I don't have money. I don't have the money to give them resources. But I'll tell you what, there are a lot of things that you can do that that uh, are either A, worth the investment and should take priority over other things, or B, don't take any if, if or, or much money at all. And again, I'm going to repeat this again because I think it's so critical that you develop this train of thought that your employees are your number one resource and priority. They really are. Without your employees helping that engine run, the whole thing's going to stall. You know, your team is the engine behind your success and your customers aren't going to be happy if your employees aren't happy. Employees need the resources to thrive. And as your business grows, you need to put money toward upgraded or new technology, employee training, and better equipment. 
that's just all there is to it. And and for tax purposes too, you really do need to put money back into the business. You know, I'm so proud of my daughter and my son-in-law who moved to California five months ago to, to join a startup and in Silicon Valley. And when they came on board, the business was way, way, way in the red. And they're about in, in only five months now with the changes they've implemented and the things they've been doing there, they are just shy of the million dollar mark. And that's outstanding. But, you know, here we are. It's a startup. It's, you know, they're all sleeping on the floor in one apartment because that money is going back into the business. And we have to do that at first. So, be okay with doing that. Be patient with that. Of course, you need to pay yourself. That's important. You do need to pay yourself. But keep keep an eye on things that need to improve. It's going to boost morale and efficiency will gain. You'll gain so much efficiency. And it's going to bring that investment back tenfold. Okay? So think about things like, I'll give you an example. Um, I had a customer who grew from a small inventory in her basement to a very, very large inventory in a warehouse. Well, I've had lots of customers do that while they're coaching with me. And we talked one day about the time-consuming task and confusing task of keeping inventory. And I'm thinking, you know, keeping inventory isn't hard. Your computer does it all. You know, what's, what's going on? And she told me that she had never upgraded her system, the QuickBooks system will do this. Um, she'd never upgraded the system to the inventory, to have the inventory capabilities. So they were hand, they were taking everything in by hand once a week or, yeah, once a week, I think it was. They were taking inventory all by hand. And, oh my gosh, it, it meant an employee and the entrepreneur were out in the warehouse almost a full day, about six hours a week, every single week. And lots of mistakes were being made and they were running out of inventory on certain things without a heads up because all of a sudden there would be a run on something. And and because it wasn't computerized, they, you know, didn't know it. Well, this went on for a long time. I mean, I'm talking a year, okay? Uh, and, and money was lost and it wasn't that much when you look at the big picture, for her to upgrade her system. You know, yeah, it was in the thousands, but they lost triple, if not more, oh gosh, far more than triple of that investment. And when she finally just tightened up the shoestrings and made that investment, wow, it came back to her so quickly. So that's an example where we might have resistance or your your employees' computers are crashing. Okay, two things you can do. Invest in professional support to come in and overall the computers or buy new computers when the time is right. So remember the tools that are really, really important to you and to the operations of your business and respect those tools. Now, other kinds of resources are also personal and professional growth resources for your employees. And ongoing training is is one thing employees love. They want, hopefully, if you've got the right employees on board in a small business, you want to have employees who want to grow. Okay, so... Offer them opportunities to go to little 
training classes. If you bring on a new piece of software, negotiate into the contract that there will be training for the software and give them the time to take that virtual training or live training or whatever it is. Give your creative artists, your graphic designers, um, time and money to go to classes to upgrade their skills with new technology upgrades. And, and if you have absolutely no money, you can have a meeting maybe twice a month where you teach them something uh, or you know, employees take take charge to teach the um, other employees something, uh, even if it's in the personal personal growth arena. A lot of my clients ask me to join their offsites via Skype, and I've even done it in person where they've flown me out, and uh, I've conducted you know their offsites. So you know, bring in a third party, and uh, and have that third party speak. A lot of people will come in and do it for free, believe it or not. These things don't have to cost a fortune. So give your employees the resources, both technological resources and growth resources and people resources and equipment resources. Give them these things to succeed. Don't frustrate them and tie their hands behind their back with old antiquated systems and operations, okay? So there you have it. Those are the things that you may be doing that are making your employees at the very least resent the company and feel uncomfortable in the company. And it's going to make them more likely to jump ship should the opportunity arise. If your employees are really, really happy, hey, they're going to stay on board even if even if somebody offers them a little more money, I've seen that happen quite often. So happy employees, profitable company. I hope you learned some really, really good things here today. Now we have a few minutes left, so I'm going to go over a couple of other things that I've noticed in somewhat kind of more personal. Um, and one of them is stubbornness. You know, entrepreneurs become passionate about their topic and that is critical to their success. But when your passion keeps you from being flexible and open to new ideas, oh man, you may as well start ringing the death knell for your business because it's, it's not, you have to keep your mind open. Um, you know, let's say I'm trying to think of a good, um, oh, oh, I know, uh, a Shark Tank show I saw a few months ago. Yeah, Shark Tank. Okay. I, you know, deep, dark, dirty little secret. I love Shark Tank. What can I say? <laughs> I love seeing those new entrepreneurs on there and, and experiencing their passion with them. And, you know, there's sometimes there was this one, there's this one new entrepreneur came who came in and the sharks were trying to tell this guy, look, your ideas, it's just not a good one. It's not a good idea. Now you've got five multi-million and multi-billionaires sitting there saying, no, this, this idea is not a good one. And instead, the entrepreneur argued back instead of listening to their tips because they were going to give him suggestions, okay? What if he would have said, tell me how to make it work? And then he sat back and listened. Man, he has these five brilliant minds in front of him. What an opportunity. You know, when somebody's qualified, to give you feedback, listen, don't be married to your idea. 
think of it as a malleable object that's ready to grow and take shape or change altogether. Let go and learn to anticipate and accept change. You've got to be able to go with the flow of change as an entrepreneur. Another one was arrogance. Um, you know, some entrepreneurs can get arrogant and, you know, some people just generally can get arrogant. You have a vision and you feel a certain way about it. And if you think you know it all, you're in for a bumpy ride. Here's, here's case in point in my own life. When I started coaching, I started, I wanted to only coach brand new entrepreneurs and I stopped doing that. I, I now, I coach some new entrepreneurs, but mostly I coach people who've been in business for at least three years. You know why? Because it takes people three years to figure out that they don't know much about running a business and that they need help and to accept help. Too many entrepreneurs push away good ideas and input. They don't want to listen to anyone else. If those couple of things sound like you, it's time to kind of uh, regroup, accept help, go out and seek help. No one does this alone. And the people who try are the people who fail. I'm going to say that again. The people who try to run a business by themselves, even solopreneurs, hello, you're the ones who fail if you don't get help. Reach out to coaches, mentors, virtual mentors. Read books about how other people fail and succeed. Get out there and ask people for help. People want to help. Successful, really, really crazy, insane, insanely successful people want to help the little guy. Find people like that and ask for help. Well, you have been listening to The Million Dollar Mindset, and I really appreciate you and love having you here each and every Monday with me. And uh, I look forward to seeing you again next Monday at 1 o'clock Central Time. Meanwhile, please make sure to visit me in social. You'll find me everywhere as Marla Tabaka, Google Plus and Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn. Just search for Marla Tabaka on any of those sites and please follow me because I will most likely follow you back unless you're some sort of insane, crazy person, then I probably won't. And I may even block you, but I know you're not listening to this show if you are. So please do that. And also check out my articles on Inc. where you'll learn a lot more about the things that I work with my clients on. And that's uh, Inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen Tabaka. And thanks for being here today. I'll see you all next week. Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka on Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there, 